0: Chapter 5 of Beyond the Rocks a love story by Eleanor Glynn This LibriVox recording is in the public domain reading by Amy Deutschler Theodora was sitting rather on the outskirts of the party in the bosquet her two devoted admirers still on either side of her all the chairs were arranged informally and hers was against the opening so that it proved easy for Lord Brackendale to come up behind her unperceived. She believed he had gone. She could not see distinctly from where she was, but she had thought she saw the automobile whizzing by. She recognized Mrs. Ellerwood's hat. An unconscious feeling of blankness came over her. She grew more silent. A lady beyond the prince spoke to him and at that moment Mr. Hoggenwater rose to put down her coffee cup, and in this second of loneliness a deep voice said in her ear, I could not go. I wanted to say good night to you. Then Theodora experienced a new emotion. She could not have told herself what it was, but suddenly a gladness spread through her spirit. The moon looked more softly bright, and her sweet eyes dilated and glowed while that voice gentle as a dove's trembled a little as she said lord Brackendale, oh you've startled me he drew a chair and sat down beside her how shall we get rid of your hoggenheimer millionaire he whispered i feel as if i wanted to kill everyone one who speaks to you tonight. the half-light the moon paris and the springtime Theodora spent the next hour in a dream, a dream of bliss. Mrs. McBride, with her all-seeing eye, perceived the turn events had taken. She was full of enjoyment herself. She had quite, almost quite, decided to listen to the addresses of Captain Fitzgerald. Therefore her heart, not her common sense, was uppermost this night it could not hurt theodora to have one evening of agreeable conversation and it would do Harryman hoggenwater a great deal of good to be obstacled thus she expressed it to herself that last success with princess waldersheim had turned his empty head so she called him and planted him in a safe place by an american girl who would know how to keep him and then turned to her own affairs again the prince was a man of the world and understood life so theodora and lord Brackendale were left in peace the latter soon moved his chair to a position where he could see her face rather behind her still which entailed a slightly leaning-over attitude they were beyond the radius of the lights in the bosquet Lord Brackendale was perfectly conversant with all moves in the game. He knew how to talk to a woman, so that she alone could feel the strength of his devotion, while his demeanour to the world seemed the least compromising. Theodora had not spoken for a moment after his first speech. It made her heart beat too fast. "'I have been watching you all through dinner,' he continued, with only a little pause you look immensely beautiful to-night and those two told you so i suppose perhaps they did she said this was her first gentle essay at fencing she would try to be as the rest were gay and full of badinage and you liked it with resentment of course i did you see i never have heard any of these nice things much josiah has always been too ill to go out and when I was a girl I never saw any people who knew how to say them. She had turned to look at him as she said this, and his eyes spoke a number of things to her. They were passionate, and resentful, and jealous, and full of something disturbing. Thrills ran through poor Theodora. His eyes had been capable of looking most of these things before to other women, when he had not meant any of them, but she did not know that. Well, he said, they had better not return or recommence their compliments, because I am not in the mood to be polite to them to-night. What is your mood? asked Theodora, and then felt a little frightened at her own daring. My mood is one of unrest. I would like to be away alone with you, where we could talk in peace. And he leaned over her, so that his lips were fairly close to her ear these people jar upon me i would like to be sitting in the garden at amalfi or in a gondola in venice and i want to talk about all your beautiful thoughts you are a new white flower for me as different as an angel from the other women in the world am i said she in her tender tones i would wish that you should always keep that good thought of me we shall soon go our different ways josiah has decided to leave next week and we are not likely to meet in england we are likely to meet i will arrange it he said there was nothing hesitating about hector Brackendale. his way with women had always been masterful and this quality when mixed with a sudden bending to their desires was peculiarly attractive to-night he was drifting drifting into a current which might carry him beyond his control it was now several years since he had been in love even slightly his position his appearance his personal charm had all combined to spoil a nature capable of great things life had always been too smooth his mother adored him he had an ample fortune every marriageable girl in his world almost had been flung at his head women of all classes with one consent had done their best to turn him into a coxcomb and a beast but he continued to be a man for all that and went his own way only as no one can remain stationary the crust of selfishness and cynicism was perhaps thickening with years and his soul was growing hidden still deeper beneath it all. From the beginning something in Theodora had spoken to the best in him. He was conscious of feelings of dissatisfaction with himself when he left her, of disgust with the days of unmeaning aims. He had begun out of idle admiration. He had continued from inclination, but to-night was a plus fort coulouis, and he knew he was in love the habit of indulging any emotion which gave him pleasure was still strong upon him it was not yet he would begin to analyze where this passion might lead him might lead them both it was too deliciously sweet to sit there and whisper to her sophistries and reasoning to take her sensitive fancy into new worlds to play upon her feelings, those feelings which he had realized were as fine and as full of tone as the sounds which could be drawn from a Stradivarius violin. It was a night of new worlds for them both, for if Theodora had never looked into any world at all, he also had never even imagined one which could be so quite divine as this, this shared with her in moonlight, with the magic of the Zigan music and the soft spring night he had just sufficient mastery over himself left not to overstep the bounds of respectful and deep interest in her he did not speak a word of love there was no actual sentence which theodora felt obliged to resent and yet through it all was the subtle insinuation that they were more than friends or would be more than friends and when it was all over and theodora's pulses were calmer as she lay alone on her pillow she had a sudden thrill of fear but she put it aside and it was not her nature to think herself the object of passions i would be a very silly woman to flatter myself so she said to herself and then she went to sleep lord Brackendale stayed awake for hours but he did not sup with esclarmonde de Chautre, or marion de Beauvaison, and the Café de paris and maxims and the afterwards saw him no more once again these houris asked each other mais qu'est-ce qu'il a ce bel lector où se qu'est-il End of chapter five